Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you, first of all, for being here and streaming the show. What you guys may have not known is due to COVID-19, Marlon and I have been practicing social distancing, and we've been using Skype to record our episodes for the past couple at this point. Um, this episode in particular, due to connection, it might not be the best in certain areas when it comes to audio. We apologize for that, and bear with me, okay, as I begin to really learn how to work and navigate Skype and how to edit it properly. We're going to fix it for next episode, but let's get into this show. have a song to start with but um today I don't so that's just the mood of the show this week um welcome back to a month of Tuesdays yeah and my old lady voice um so let's jump right into it um today I want to be Judge Mathis (laughs) Judge Mathis damn right Oh my gosh. <clears throat> you know what? I'm just modeling today because I just, I can't. This is too much shit going on. I can't even wrap my mind around a new name. Frank. Frank. What? Frank. Right. We're going to have to do something about this. It's just saying over. You know what? We're not going to argue about that today because there's larger shit in the world to worry about. But we're going to bypass it. It's okay. But it's okay. I want to argue. Okay. It makes me feel at home. <laughs> So, I'm trying to understand why we can't argue in a timely fashion. Don't understand it. Anyway, <laughs> um, welcome to Millennial Night Court 1201. 1201, that's, yeah. That's yeah. an advanced course, mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah, it is. Um, welcome to Judging You, Judy, 305. Welcome to When Enough Was Enough, 101. Oh, mm-hmm. welcome to We're Not Gonna Take It. No, we ain't taking this shit no more. Six or seven. Damn, bitch. And with that, welcome to another session um, of a little a little social experiment that's known as a podcast now. And mm-hmm. It's called um, Who Raised Raise You Hoes? Welcome back. It's a new season. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord knows 2020 has been just ungodly. Oh, God. I don't even know how we're here. Like, we're not even halfway through the year, and it already feels like we've been here for three years. This shit, in the last couple of months, so much has happened. I just... I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I even know how to explain it. I can't even piece it together. Crazy. But welcome, as you guys know, um, today... It's a little today's a little different. We've been off air for like a month or so, a month of some change, mm-hmm. but we are not here alone yet again today. Right, we keep the guests rolling. We jump yes. right into the new season. Yes. Same shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, here at WRYH, we do not introduce our guests. We let our guests introduce themselves. So, um person that's here with us via Skype. 
My name is Jig. What's going on, Lonnie and Merlin? Friend of Lonnie. <laughs> Merlin, first time meeting you. What's going on, brother? Yes, what's going on, bro? Good, good, good. So I'm a special guest today. You know, happy to chime in on the current events and the state of the world that we live in and everything that's going on, you know, and how it's affecting us and everything else. Yes, so thank you for being here with us. We genuinely appreciate it, you know. Um, he's Y'all can't see it, but I can see it. His background is just giving all types of artistic flair. Yes, yes. I've known G for over five years, and this is the most artistic I've ever seen anything near him. <laughs> so we'll rock with that. <laughs> um, and if you really do know us, I have a history of giving him a hard time. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Thank you for that very creative comment. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Let's dive right into it. So for today, um, the format is slightly out of the window. Um, Instead of scroll on, I have while we were away. I'm going to quickly, quickly dive. There's only two topics I need to dive into. Mm -hmm. Um, And one is just also needing to be discussed. Give me one moment. I'm about to pull up my receipts. Um, Can we get into the cancelization of one's delusion real quick. Um promise you won't be here long. It's good it's gonna be okay. Um Lana Del Rey, aka um non-melanated Coke binge. Um <laughs> can we have a conversation about her really, really fast. I promise you won't be long. Um she released a controversial Instagram post while we were away. Um she specifically made I'm gonna basically glance right through this part because this is easy to talk about. She basically said, now that Doja Cat, Ariana, Camilla, Cardi B, Kalani, and Nikki, and Beyonce have had number ones with songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, fucking, cheating, etc. Can I go back to singing about being embodied, feeling beautiful, by being in love, even if the relationship isn't perfect, or dancing for money, or whatever I want without being crucified or saying I'm glorifying abuse? This episode is going to be full of Karens being Karen and Bob and Frank being Bob and Frank. My God. Warbling white folks. I just don't get it. Um, Lana, see, the thing is, I prepared this speech for you. (laughs) I've been waiting for this. I was waiting for you at the death. Um, First and foremost, you've named so many women here that you claim have number ones. However, I need to do a fact check because Kalani's never had a number one. Let's start there. Um, Then there's that. But each woman that you've named, we're going to get into the first name that you named in a minute because I got fucked with her ass. Um, Every woman that you've named has had their own trial and tribulation here. Um, Ariana was accused of basically being being the reason why one of her exes took his life. Yeah. She went through public scrutiny, had a terrorist attack at her own show, but she doesn't deserve the praise that goes along with it. That's a little odd. Then you have Cardi, who is basically lives carefree, does what she wants. It's also political as fuck, might I add. Slap on a social justice wig in a moment. Yep. <laughs> and 
she's still crucified for how she chooses to live her life or even go about making her music, but she doesn't deserve to be a number one. This is weird to me. Um, we want to go with Onika, and then I got the ultimate read. So, you also mentioned Onika Barrage, who is consistently mistaken for being a bitch when she's just passionate about what she knows. Yes, I also understand who I'm talking about here, but I also know that she's faced scrutiny from the look of her physical appearance, down to her music, down to how she's being treated, and also being very vocal about the treatment of women in the music industry. But she doesn't deserve a number one. I had said oh God. I put oh no. my stand card away. <laughs> stand culture is it's just my guy. Gotta bring it back out because I know you're gonna go ahead. I, why? Why would we do this on Blue Ivy the Internet? Why? Why are we bringing up Beyonce? Hmm. As if she didn't go through the same level of scrutiny when it came to her physical appearance as well. Mind you, even when she decided to speak out on on black issues, she was threatened to be lynched. They, police threatened to not give a detail to her own tour. Wow. People threat, literally threatened to kill her for speaking out for black issues, but she doesn't deserve to be a number one. She doesn't deserve to have one because I want to make songs that are just low-key depressing as fuck, depressing as fuck. I mean, it just, it gives me bore session. I'm just trying to figure out why she felt the need to make this statement. Like, even when I heard about it, it was like, who said that you couldn't make your music? Who said that you couldn't sing about what you wanted to sing about? Who said that you couldn't do these things? Like, nobody was bothering you. And then the way that you did it was like this backhanded ass, like, not even like comment, but you low-key kind of like called them whores or called their music very like superficial and yeah, like that's all that they sing about. Yeah, only to try to make your point about your music and like I don't get it. So are you like, do you want a number one, sis? Is that what we're saying? Because if that's what you want to do, then you have to work for that. And your constituency can put you to number one, but that's on your fans. That ain't got nothing to do with us. So why do we need to know this? We we really don't. Then mm. Mm, I've been struggling with this one. Um, while we were away, um, racist Alley Cat oh, gosh. decided to release. Uh, basically, came out from a Tiny Fans video, a Tiny Chat video, where she was openly using the N word in a derogatory form. Mm. Um, and also another video came out about her complaining about having 4C hair. Mm. It just it was a bunch of things, but how as usual, because the first time that this shit happened, she made um basically when it came to homophobic tweets came out the very beginning, like when Move Bitch back. She decides to go on a tangent, oh that's from an old video and blah 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 cat and this is still racist. You are a, at the end of the day, yes, you may be biracial, but you are a black woman. Yeah. And you're sitting in a tiny chat using the word derog- in a derogatory form. Like, the girl would, in a full-blown cancel those cat movement. Yeah, I, um, I'm on the fence about this one. Just because, like, 
there were people that did a little bit more digging, and even people that were actually in that tiny chat room, um, which everyone wasn't white. There were black folks in there too. A couple of black guys in there. Um, but they were like, the way that it was portrayed was not actually how it went. Mm-hmm. And that she wasn't like, basically what everyone said that she was doing was not really what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she has a history of being in tiny chats. Like, so she came out and talked about how she's always done this. And even like, since she's become like famous and blown up and shit, that that's something that she hasn't stopped doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she gave this very long description about how she used to be bullied as a kid and okay. she turned it around and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. A lot of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This <sighs> white woman cry. Cancel culture is so. <laughs> it's annoying. It. I'm just going to say it. It's annoying. And I'll say why. Um, if you go in everybody's closet, you will find some bones somewhere. Of course. You're going to find some shit that don't really sit well with you. And in a world of opinions um, and broadcasted opinions that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we're all going to be butthurt about something at some point or another. Um, especially when it comes to like musicians and artists that we love. Like All of our artists have done something that we either don't know about <laughs> or will be put on blast and then it's up to you to decide how you want to handle it. Um, because my thing with this story is the way that it started was like when I first heard about it, it was like, oh, Doja Cat was in this tiny chat room full of white supremacists and, you know, oh. use the word nigger and, you know, acting like a slut and blah, blah, blah. And then as the story went on and people learned more about it, it wasn't all that. You know what I mean? Like, even the people, the people that were actually in that chat came out and talked about it in the video. And they were like, we're not racist. Um, none of us are white supremacists. And that wasn't what it was. So I just feel like a lot of people now will do, to coin a phrase, anything for clout. And will do anything to try to tear people down. Now, far be it from me to say that she hasn't done things that have been problematic. Um, Far be it from me to judge her for how she spends her leisure time. You know, because she, first of all, Doja has not ever been known to be super pro-black. Her boyfriend's white. (laughs) Okay. She's always been an odd bird to a lot of folks. I didn't understand that. You know, like when when she hit the scene and really blew up with the move sound, move song, like that's when people really took note. And that was a trolling ass song. Like she was like, she was just at home on some goofy shit, and it became a hit. So, I don't know. I'm not really... I just need it to get back to a point in time where they actually had artist development. That is missing nowadays, to be brutally honest, because half the people that are musicians that are artists, they just say anything and do not think of what is to come of it or the consequences that can come from it. And in this instance, she would need it because this is where 
the label would step in, say, this is how you react to certain things. It's like media training. Mm-mm. You need it. It's Honey, important. But if you look at... <laughs> If you look at the world that we're in today, everybody is a part of media. Like, it, it's not what it used to be. People are making careers off of trolling and clickbait and shit like that. Like, nobody really goes into reading a story or really learning about something like in depth before actually reporting on it. That hard. Thus, this situation right here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. For me, I still like her. I still like her music. Was it a weird thing that happened? Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of fucked up. Just like the whole her with the sand faggot and all that stuff. All that stuff is just weird. But, you know, I don't think that it's enough for me to cancel her. Mm. Um, is it enough for me to squint my eyes a little bit when Absolutely I look at her now? Absolutely. But other than that, you know, I have <laughs> I have qualms and kind of like things about my favorite artists that I don't particularly rock with. And it is his birthday today. Happy birthday, Prince. Um but, oh, wow. oh wow. Yeah, so and I I I I don't I'm, he's never canceled in my book, but I do squint my eye at him about some of his choices he's made his life. We'll talk about that off the air, Frank. Okay. So <laughs> Um, that's that on that. Um, so that was rather quick. Um, I'm just sitting here in awe at the background in Gary's home because <laughs> I want to know. I want to know when did they increase the budget? I just want to know. I'm asking for me because this bachelor pad or this home that is going on, these decorations in the background. What are you talking about? <laughs> this decoration that is going on, the, the decorum in that house. Yeah. So, are you saying a black man is not allowed to live how he wants to live and have his home decor to his favor? Oh, so now he wants to get all types of... Bloop, got you. Oh, so now he wants Jackie and stuff going on. You know, I just want to, like, wave to him a little. You know, it's really interesting. <laughs> F you have. <laughs> F you have. So it's about that time. Are you staring the are you staring the ship today or do you wanna just go on ahead and dive right into deeper? You know, we can volley this one back and forth because I don't think I can take it all on my Alright, so um as you guys know while we were away, besides um COVID just taking the people out like, it, like it's just matchbox cars out this bitch. Um, we also dealt with another matter. We learned yet again that our lives don't. So, I see what you what? did right there. I'm sorry. I said I see what you did right there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so while we were away, we had yet another incident of racial injustice. Quite a few. Quite. A- it was literally a pinball effect, just about. But the one that reached a, reached literally a boiling point for us as a people was the situation of George Floyd. Now, I refuse, and I can say this, I refuse to watch the video. I won't. I just, I can't do it. For me, I, won't, I refuse. I'm not watching that damn video. I'm sorry. I don't mean to... 
you know, interrupt you, but up until this point, you still haven't seen the video, really? Yeah, I refuse to watch a black man die on camera. And I'm not sitting here belittling the experience, uh, not the experience, I'm not belittling the incident, it's just I refuse to watch a black person die on film. Okay. Like, but- it's not a movie, this is real life, and people consistently kept reposting it as if this was a trailer for a movie, and that, to me, I can't support. I understand is to bring awareness to the situation. However, imagine the level of trauma that comes to his loved ones with consistently seeing this on social media, especially when it first happened. And that is correct. But for yourself, going back to you not watching the video, mm-hmm. a lot of our lives, black men have been lost, you know, by the hands of cops and police brutality over the years. And this is something that's going to continue to happen. But at the end of the day, have you not seen any video of a black man dying before on social media? You know what the cra- the crazy part is? Because we've seen it so much, we don't realize how desensitized we technically become to it. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and belittle the fact of the value of the video. It's just, for me, I can't. I can't look at it and see a hurt, like literally see someone being killed. Like, I, emotionally, I can't. All right, so how do you feel about the protest? We don't see, here you go. There's too much dip on that chip over there. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> There's too much dip on that chip over there. <laughs> so, in a, in a nutshell, if I'm corrected, Gary can correct me because apparently the brother's been doing his research. I'm just gonna say that. So, Mr. Floyd was away on business in Minneapolis. He's actually from Houston, Texas. And apparently the story is he went into a store, he paid for it, he paid for an item, and he gave mm-hmm. a twenty dollar bill. Fake counterfeit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they they it it was allegedly counterfeit. Allegedly, yeah. Correct words. It was allegedly counterfeit. The store owner did what they used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. Called the police. Now, after all of this, of course, there was a tussle of trying to arrest him to the point where they realized that they couldn't really restrain him is when you had three officers try and restrict his movement of his body and then you had one officer apply pressure to his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Mr. Floyd died. As he was saying consistently that he could not breathe, crying for anyone for help, while you had, of course, bystanders recording it. However, what it showed when the second video was released, you had two of the people going back and forth with the officer, like, you need to check his fault. He's not breathing. He has not moved. What are you, What did you do? Like, this man has not moved. At all. He has not moved. Like, what is going on? What just happened? And they're sitting here like, oh, you like basically saying you need to let us do our job. Like, obviously you didn't do your job because this man is dead. He died for a senseless reason. That's so, true. It led Jesus Christ. It led to protesting and rioting in Minneapolis. The first yep. night I remember they had looted and vandalized the Target that was nearby. Um, which, first of all, shout out to Target because 
a lot of someone had to point this out and it was the truth. Target is actually one of the first brands to actually give black creatives and inventors a chance, especially when it comes to like skincare products and hair care. They actually have a whole section just for textured hair. So they literally said, we apologize for everything that took place. Like, not apologize, but they said basically they're going to shut down their location and they're still going to play their employees. Also, now they close, like, they temporarily closed a few actual stores until this all starts to, like, go die down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it was night three where we knew that there was no games to be played when they burnt the police precinct to the ground. How do you feel about that? I always say this one problematic phrase when things are not meant to be good, but I don't see the wrong in them. I say this. Lord, if it is your will, it is your way. (laughs) That's good. And it it spawns to nationwide protests. Like, Shit that is stored. Period. So, so here's the question that we all have to ask ourselves. I think we accepted a lot with too much on our plates because once it spawned from Minneapolis to literally all over the U.S., it's when it became a thing. So let's let's dive into this. Um, let's first do a mental health check. How are you feeling? Because I know all three of us work in Manhattan, but you literally work near Times Square. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So how have you been making out with everything? How how's the mental been getting? How's the mental been going for you? So mentally for me, working in Times Square and me living in Connecticut, you know, I have to travel when I do go to work by, you know, the Metro North to get to Manhattan, Grand Central. So um, in the morning, it's really quiet because for the past week, I should say, curfew, by the time I get there, curfew's been done for about a few hours now. So leaving was really the problem for me um, this past week. And I just came back from Florida a week ago and... It was supposed to be a good week, but, you know, one of my sisters out there, her mom passed away, so we had to deal with that for the week. And then coming back to New York to understand that I'm coming to, you know, unrest and rioting and protesting, and it's happening in the city, like, yeah, I mean, it was a bit shocking, but I just, like, I feel like at the end of the day, it needed to happen. Because, honestly, to go back to my trip in Florida, it happened in Miami when I was there about a week ago, Saturday night, when it first started happening. And curfew, we had the emergency alerts come on our phone. Curfew at 10, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. It was. So I was just like, I mean, this thing is really happening. It start, all started from Minneapolis, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like now it's hitting cities that you're in, but you don't live there. I come to Connecticut, it's the same thing here, but in New York, it's worse because I have to go there. So my mental focus for the week was just to try to be, you know, easy and understand as possible. But these cops don't make it easy for you to do that. They make it harder for you. This whole week going home, I had to be harassed by cops. I had one cop ask me, are you sure you go here? So I'm just going to walk to the Metro North 
you know, and I'm sorry, not walking, taking my bike. I'm just going to come here for fun. And there's an 8 p.m. curfew in place in New York City. I'm just going to come here for fun. Obviously, I have to come here to take a train to get home. But it was him being funny. This is the problem. Police think they have all this power that they can do and say whatever they want. And there's no consequences. But they have to realize, too, in this time, there will be consequences because us, the people, are fed up. And people will start to do things about this, and it will get really out of hand. But that's just my shift from this week. My mental focus coming back from vacation that wasn't so pleasant to come to deal with these real-life events. Marlon, how's your mental been since everything is taking place? I'm numb. Mm. I'm numb. I have struggled with my feelings about all of this so much simply because it happened in the middle of me moving Mm -hmm. and while this was like supposed to be a big deal for me and like a breathing moment I don't feel like I can breathe oh wow and it has shifted the energy and the atmosphere in such a way that when I leave out of my door, I don't know what to expect anymore. And it's not to say that it, that I've never felt that way because this is not the first, second, third, 50th, 60th time that something like this has happened in the last years, but we've reached a fever pitch that, um, I don't even know how to really explain it. You know, I, I think about how I would tell people, you know, um, I liken it to I get this question all the time about like asking parents do they beat their kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I've never been one to be um, I'm not for it. I don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. And when people ask me why I say because when you whoop your kids, you don't develop respect from your children. You're raising them through fear. Mm-hmm. And when I no longer fear you, what do I do next? I rebel. Mm-hmm. This is that. Exactly what it is. How, how long do you, and when I say you, I'm talking about white people, how long do you think you are going to be able to continue to kill and beat us and Let, let's destroy look, our lives? Let's talk that good old disclaimer real quick. We're talking about people. We're talking about white people that are racist. Yes, white racist people. I will say that to yeah. be clear. Right. Yeah, to be very, to be very clear. Because I don't hate all white people. I don't either. Me either. But let's be frank. <laughs> you know there is. This onion has so many layers, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we've been putting this bitch for centuries. At okay? this point. And again, I say, how long did you all think that you were going to continue to do this without some sort of repercussion? And for me, again, I'm numb because what do you do with your feelings at this point? You know really? what I mean? Like, because at this point, it makes you take a step back and really observe 
and look at people differently. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because shit like this, especially with the way that social media is set up, ooh, a lot of you motherfuckers are telling on yourself. Segway. Mother loving segway. A lot of y'all are telling on yourself. A lot of y'all are pulling your mask all the way off, and we see you. And I... I, I I'm going to say this and then I'm going to get off my soapbox <laughs> because I, ooh. What did I frame? When are y'all going to learn that the internet is powerful? When are y'all going to learn that it only takes one of us to see you and then we will find out everything about you? Mm-hmm. I just saw this post on Twitter the other day. Uh-huh. Apparently, this white guy said some, I don't know, he said something racist to this girl that he used to deal with, with a black woman. Uh-huh. And she posted his social security number. Yes, sister. Mm-hmm. Posted his social security <laughs> number. and then, They matched out his credit card. Yes. And then this other guy <laughs> opened an American Express in his name. And donated ten thousand five hundred dollars to I think the NAACP or something. <laughs> I need y'all to get it. I need people to understand you cannot you can no longer be racist quietly. You can't can't hide no more. There are cameras and eyes on you everywhere. Y'all think y'all's big brother, big black brother is watching you all the time. And all of us all will of. drag you to the depths <laughs> of the ninth <laughs> level of Dante's Inferno and back. Child. It would behoove you to tighten the fuck up. Bitch. While we on this thing about social media, let's get into this. How do y'all feel about... I'm sorry, sir. I just have one quick thing to touch on with Marlon, and we get right to your thing. It's just in regards to a post I put earlier, right? I just mm-hmm. want to have one of you guys, both of you guys, input on it real quick. I'm okay. not a racist, but I hate every person of a race that is racist. Does that make me a racist? Say it one more time. I'm not a racist, but mm-hmm. I hate every person of a race that is racist. Does that make me a racist? No. no, it doesn't. Okay. I don't think so. No, because no. I feel like it just said exactly what it is. I hate every person of a race that is racist. Because, yes, I think a lot of people mistake it. Black people can be prejudiced on our own. We've seen this on several occasions. Mm-hmm. But blatant racism starts at home. Yeah. Regardless of how, any, how you want to cut the cookie, I just said exactly what it is. Racism starts at home. Just like you saw that video of that girl that cut up on her parents. Mm-hmm. She cut up on her parents. Like, that's not right. So you're saying they don't deserve to be treated fairly because they're black. Like, oh, I work in the I work in the urban areas. I know how they are. What are you saying right now? Mm-hmm. We are not animals in the zoo. <laughs> we are people. You will not address us in such a... I, uh, it is annoying. So, how are we feeling about some of the um, <laughs> the influencers <laughs> going out to these protests just for photo ops? Hmm. There's been quite a few that's been clocked. 
and it's not as bad as some of the white influencers. There was one in particular. Saucy Santana. Not just him. Well, we're talking about a white influencer. Oh, she. It was two. One, she um she took a picture with a drill, with her mask on, helped made it appear like she was helping a Mexican guy put up the planks to prevent it being vandalized. Mm. She literally went to take the picture, handed him back to um, the screen. I was like, thank you so much. And walked back in her bed. Again, to be praise for my Libra sister. With Cardi B, they would do anything for clout. Then you had another woman that sat here with her photographer. She's taking a picture in front of a vandalized T-Mobile. And she did it with like her face in T-Mobile. And then it sends the picture. Okay, how did that look? This is the world we live in, y'all. <laughs> Social media influenced. Yeah, literally, if you're not there for, a, if you're not genuinely there to protest, what are you doing? You have one, like one another, another um, influencer got clocked having a fake Black Lives Matter sign. Then you look closely at the background; she's not holding up anything but her hands. She photoshopped in the sign to say Black Lives Matter. So, let's get into this. How are we? What are our real feelings when it comes to the looting and the rioting? We have to start there. How are we feeling about this? Mm, the looting. Yeah, I want you to start on that one. <laughs> the looting and the rioting. That's you know. I'm not against it, and I'm not for it. But okay. you have to understand too that you know not everybody comes from the same situation, and these people of you know color that are doing this, they've been put in situations where they're not able to support themselves probably, you mm-hmm. know, haven't been given the right opportunities in life and they don't have anything. So at the end of the day, you have to remember too, what's the number now? It's about 40 million or 42 million people unemployed. You got to think, most of these people that's coming to these protesters and that's rioting and looting are people that are unemployed and don't have a job, anything to do. Yeah, some of them maybe still be benefiting of unemployment, but at the end of the day, yeah, we're going to bust up these corporations that are racist and been racist for a while and take their stuff. Yeah, they may have insurance, but let them buy that back. At the end of the day, they're not looking at it in a light or perspective where the people that are against it are because, you know, you have people of, you know, the Caucasian community that basically, okay, these are all black people, they're all bad, and you have other black folks that don't agree and agree, but at the end of the day, you're not in those people's situations. You don't know the reason why they're doing it. Like I said, they may be doing it for reparations on their own time, or they may just be doing it for fun to make money. People that don't have jobs, I understand them looting and taking whatever they got to take because they can sell that back to make some money to support their family, but nobody cares about that side, right? Right. So, I mean, I feel like it can go both ways. I feel like if you have the means to buy whatever you're looting, you shouldn't loot. If you don't have the means to get whatever you're looting, then okay, go ahead, do it. Mm-hmm. I, um... Because the government's not giving a shit at the end of the day. I mean, let <laughs> me check for only people that are getting it, and you have people still waiting a month just to get in, back in contact with unemployment. Oh, I got. Uh, oh, we're gonna have a lovely conversation about the government in a minute. But Marlon, why don't you go ahead and give your spin on this? Um, I'm like brother G. I'm I'm not against it, but I'm I'm not for it, but I'm not against it either. Um, my only gripe with the looting and the rioting um, is that I would like for 
the folks that are doing it to like direct it in the spaces that it should be directed at. Mm. Elaborate for Like, let's not destroy our own community. True. Right. Let's not destroy our own businesses. Right. Like, put the anger where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. If, if you're gonna do it, hit these white folks where it's at. Period. Don't don't move and 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 do because like at the end of the day, we still gotta live there. We 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 still have to live in these communities. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for it. Like tear down the system, burn the shit to the ground, but burn the shit that don't belong to us. I read a meme that mm-hmm. said y'all are, y'all are destroying the wrong buildings. And you know what each one of these buildings they had listed in this meme? The White House, the or um the Pentagon, the courthouses. Like they are saying y'all are aiming at the wrong um foundation and institutions. That's what I'm saying. So But like you were saying, like I understand looting out of a need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's again only so much oppression that can happen before one retaliates and takes what they feel belongs to them. True. You know, you're only gonna hold me down for so long before I just take it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the reality of the matter is that I, I again I can't stress enough, I don't think that racist white people understand and we you know what I'm <laughs> Not just racist white people, because I've seen some video clips of some racist, racist Latinx people, uh, and some racist Dominican people. Some, <laughs> that's a conversation for another. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I've seen a lot of that lately. Again, like y'all put. Listen, I see you slip. You need to pull your skirt down because you show yourself. But that's another. That's thing. a conversation for another show because I promise you, y'all don't want me to get on my foot. But that's how I feel. About, that's how I feel about it. I don't, I don't, honestly, I'm like, listen, like, because I work down, but I work um, basically in the financial district. I work downtown. So the first day that I saw looting, they had broken to the horizon, mm-hmm. and then they they tried to break to a pizza shop. And then, like, two days later, they broke into a barbershop. And, and, of course, you're going to look like, why? Because they had actual alcohol bottles displayed right there. So then they decided to board up the window to the barbershop. I like I'm had the same sense point as you guys. I don't there's no right or wrong to me for this one. I just want people to not try to tell other people how to protest. Mm-hmm. Or how to do things. If you haven't done a damn thing, and this is another topic. If you have not done a damn thing for these protests at all, who are you to sit here and criticize someone that has? Who are you to sit here and criticize the people that are actually peacefully protesting? The people that decided they want to riot? The people that decided they wanted to lose? Like y'all both said, it could be a situation where financially they don't have it. You can't sit here and judge people for what they decide to do. So unless you're out here on these front lines sitting here protesting along with everyone else, why, who are you to sit here and try and judge how they handle the situation? Because you can't. You can sit here and try and dictate how it happens. Oh, we need to peacefully protest. Hmm. The last time that we pe- we peacefully protested every time this situation has happened. True. I can only recall 
it getting bad in like what Ferguson, and also if I'm not wrong, Baltimore. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Baltimore too. I can't remember that far back right now, but this is like the first time it sparked protests and riots, literally around the country. And it's like this wasn't, and not to mention there was also another video that showed Paris. That showed a bunch of places around the globe that were protesting for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Like, they were going to the U.S. Embassy, and they were protesting in front of the U.S. Embassy. <laughs> we're being, we're, the camera's on us at this point. No matter how you try and cut the cookie, the camera's on us. Yeah. And at some point, shit gotta get done. People are tired of being tired. Yeah. Because I can tell you damn near, word for word, place for play, how this is gonna go. So, at first, the officer that applied pressure onto his neck was originally charged with, like, what? Third-degree murder? He was charged third-degree murder. Then we have said, as a people, we don't just want him. We want everybody included. All of us. We want all three officers. We don't just want him. It's not just about him. Because they had all of them had the energy to stop the situation, and they did not. They watched. They sat back and they watched. So, from there, they decided to charge the other three with basically being accomplice to the murder, and they upgraded mm-hmm. the charge for yeah. second. So, the ball's in our court at this point. But, as I said before, and I'll say it again, the fight is not over in the, by long run. The fight is not over. Yeah, by a long shot. This is not going to be over for a while. That's why, to touch on your point, we have to keep putting our foots on their necks because at the end of the day, this change is not going to come about unless we stay consistent with it because if you look back in time, well, for history's sake, things like these that, that, that have happened, right? How long have people protested? Not as long as, you know, people are going to protest right now because, you know, we realize that we have to do this continuously to make that change you understand so i think we're going to see a lot of these strange events that's happening right now continue to happen because people are oppressed and they're tired of it and guess what Mm -hmm. the police force are not going to back down either someone's going to have to give so things will get worse before they get better like i think it was they protested for like what almost was it when King, when Martin Luther King was killed? Oh yeah, that then was they protested a year or so, a year or so change. Yeah, they protested for like over a year, like over a year. They protested. Okay. And then, the, and there was a lot of pass afterwards. Yeah, some more for that. Exactly. So it's like the fight is not over. We're not done here. This is why people are still protesting now. But think needs to be done in order for us to get some real change this time? It's mm-hmm. time to, first of all, it's time to start holding the officers, uh, officers accountable. Of over a hundred cases that we've under, uh, uh, over a hundred names that we've dealt with this, I can damn near play out the narrative. They'll get charged, they might say, hey, lose it. they might lose their job, but what ends up happening? They go to another town or another another state, and they end up back on the police force because they can get their job back. But if a civilian were to kill an officer, I'm willing to bet you 
they're going to be prosecuted to the highest degree. Yeah, of course. But if they kill one of us, it's a slap on the wrist. Mm. Of over 100 names, we only have one murder conviction for an officer. One. But that goes to show you the blatant racism of America and the government. That's why it's systematic oppression. Because yep. of things like these. And the fact that, you know what they bank on too, is that most of us black Americans are not educated enough to think for ourselves and figure the system out. You know what I'm saying? What? Because social media's around now, you think more people are aware of it? No. People have been aware of it, but they also helped us because they created these technologies and these social media platforms and we've used them. Now we're using them to our advantage to put this shit out and we're going to keep using it until this shit stops. Like, even when y'all's president, because I don't know that motherfucker, even when he was like, got upset because Twitter put a fact check on him after that tweet where he put out, uh, even before that, the one about the ballots that started his war with Twitter is, oh, we're not going to mail, we're not going to do mailing in. That leads to fraud, and they put a fact check on it. So they got mad and wanted to sign an executive order on social media. But when you actually know how this works, he can sign an executive order all he likes. It still has to go through regular chain of command. This is where this becomes funny, because it still has to get passed. If it does not get passed, you wasted your time. Oh, executive order. That's nice. It still has to go through Senate and it still has to go through Congress. Have fun. They're not going to be fun. Sorry. Moving along. Then, for you, and what really started this whole thing and brought it to a boiling head was when he had tweeted, When they loot, we shoot. <laughs> I've never heard a U.S. president try and basically justify violence. When they we shoot, that's one of the most outlandish things I ever heard. But coming out of his mouth, I'm not surprised. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I mean, this is the president of the United States that these people have put in office. You know what I'm saying? And we have to make a change. We have to do something. Whether it's voting, more people voting to get him out of office, we have to do something. Because the way he going, he's moving closer and closer to trying to justify martial law. Now, a lot of people don't understand if martial law goes into effect, he, he can't have an election here. Exactly. He becomes president for as long as possible. Yep. And that's why everyone's trying to push away from him trying to put in effect martial law. For the more that this happens, the more it's going to happen. Like, already it's slightly in Minnesota. They have it as to where it's martial law already. Yeah, basically. Some parts. Go ahead. Let it out, friend. He's like a fucking child. I just, I don't... Oh. It right. stresses me out. It's all right. It really does. Because it's all right. And, 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 and the fucking part about it is, is that... <laughs> He is literally his leadership is a reflection of all that is stupid, dumb, and everything about this world right now. It really is. I feel like I'm in a fucking reality show. Every day, just like this dude 
tweet some of the most outlandish shit I've ever seen in my life. Some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just like, are you serious? You you dead ass right now? Like, you serious? Yep. And then, after that, it makes me think about the people that are radical about his leadership. And I go, are you fucking dumb? The crazy part is when, and G probably can attest to this, when you work inside of, of the legal environment, oh, some of them lawyers love him. Mm-hmm. They love him with a capital L. They live for it. I literally had to sit through one of the attorneys uh, when I worked inside one of the firms, sit here and say, oh, I want to get Twitter just so I can see his tweets, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to actually tweet. Might be an older white guy. I'm just like, get me out of here. I need to go. <laughs> Mind you, these are like big wigs at law firms. Like, literally people that are like either partner or of counsel. These are big wigs at the law firm that just love him. And they're open about it, too. That's the sad part. No shame. No shame at all. They love him. So, what do you, what else do you think that can be done in order for us to finally feel accomplished in this happening? Because already, um, I have put into I put into our notes that a bill would be that a bill is going to be passed. They're trying to get a bill passed that will abolish qualified immunity, which makes it easier to sue cops who violate civil rights. So that means if you apply excessive force, and let's say you shoot it up, you actually shoot someone, or you use an illegal chokehold, they get. Basically, it makes it easier for them to actually be sued. Mm-hmm. Even if the regular route of justice isn't served, they can actually be they can be sued. Then also, I read that in Minneapolis, they officially banned the chokehold. Like after, as following this event, they banned it. New York banned it too. After everything that happened with Eric Garner, New York banned it. Mm-hmm. But. The question that I had and what I saw a lot of online and it's kind of why I'm kind of glad I have G here for this part. <laughs> I'm listening to you, bro. Go ahead. So what's happening now is we're seeing a lot of cases to where regular injustice, mm-hmm. like it, it basically creates a large outcry when it comes to the general public. But when crimes against a member of the LGBTQ plus community arises, it's silent. Like case in point, following one of the protests in Minneapolis, there was a young woman by the name of Ayanna Dior who was attacked by a group of men. And she basically was bashed for being trans. But there's no outcry or support going toward her end, and it came in backlash of a Black Lives Matter protest. Yes. So, I'm familiar with that. I've read they knew that, you know, she went through a procedure in life and, you know, became a mm-hmm. I don't condone a whole bunch of people, especially black men, beating on another woman of our domain. It doesn't matter if she was some something else before and if she's something else now. At the end of the day, she's still a woman. They don't look at it like that. What's wrong with our culture, too, is that 
we don't see the twofold thing. At the end of the day, with everything that's going on right now, they shouldn't be doing that. They should be coming up and, you know, using that power for a greater cause, not beating on a woman. That all happened in Minneapolis, right? It happened in Minneapolis, yes. Yeah, so, you know, it's just like, the contrast of that is, while they did what they did, somebody recorded it, right, and uploaded it to the internet. So, my thing is that when things of that nature are uploaded to the internet in this time of sensitivity, sensitivity and unrest for everybody, especially black people, that's not something that we need on the internet because now that gives more ammunition to the people that's against our movement to keep running their mouth. They keep chiming in for these people to keep being racist, in plain sight in public, in their encounters with somebody of brown or black color, like that gives them more ammunition to behave the way that they do when people of our culture is still ganging up on other black people and doing stupid stuff. Like, that doesn't help to cause it one bit, not, not at all, in my opinion. See, the problem that now is, that comes in is keep our people feeling like the people that identify with, not even the people, us in the LGBTQ plus community, we don't identify with Black Lives Matter. I've said this from jump. I'll reiterate it again. You cannot even chant the phrase if you're homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic at all because it does not equal to the message, let alone the fact that the co-founder of Black Lives Matter was a gay man. Openly gay. So you can't sit here and say, oh, Black Lives Matter until it's somebody that you don't someone's lifestyle you don't agree with. It's deeper than that. Well, can I ask you a question? For you, which one transpires first? For you. I don't, I don't pick a choose. Because at the end of the day, I'm black and gay. I'm not going to sit here and pick a side. Just like how I can't go to... Like, I can't sit here and be like, oh, I'm gay today. Gay, I don't know what color it is. But that's not how this works. That's like asking you, are you going to be a man or are you going to be black today? Yeah, that's true. But in my opinion, I feel like, okay, people from people that are, per se, in your situation that are gay and all, you know, the black culture, I feel like it doesn't matter. You shouldn't pick black people as a whole. You shouldn't pick and choose sides right now as a whole. We should all come together. It's as simple as you sounded, you as you made it sound. You'll have people that find it difficult. Oh, I can't of get course. that. That's the same. That is literally the same rhetoric that a racist would use on you. Literally the same exact rhetoric to a T. See, the issue that I have um, is that. We can't even seem to get past stuff like this because it it, it 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 really just shows how all of this goes back to the foundation of racism. Uh-huh. Because a lot of people's belief systems and faith systems are the reasons why they are hateful towards my people as being LGBT um, people, you know? You have people that rely on their faith and some that are not even like 
staunch Christians or whatever, but they would use that as an excuse to hate me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and people's opinions about queer people put them in a space to feel like they get a pass to hate us because they don't believe in our way of loving. Ayana's story is very interesting because the reason why she was jumped was because her friend gave her her keys to her car and told her to move her car. Ayana went downstairs from the apartment she was in and she moved her friend's car. And I don't know if Ayana doesn't know how to drive or if it was like an issue with her driving. Nonetheless, it was a fender bender. Okay, so these people that I guess the owners of the car came after her like, run me my money because you hit my car. And Ayala was like, you know, I don't have it on me right now, what have you. Um, but that led to them pretty much chasing and beating her in this gas station that was down the lot. And it was heightened even more. It went far beyond you hit my car. Once they saw her and realized that she's a trans, a woman of trans experience, then it turned into basically a hate crime. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it what it is. That's true. If it was anything different, if she was anybody else, if she was a cisgender woman, it would have went totally different. There might have been a fight between her and the owner of the car, but it would not have gotten to the point where she literally had to jump behind the counter and get locked into this store to try to get away from people basically jumping in to beat her because she's trans. It wasn't even about the cars anymore. You know, calling her faggots, calling her man, all this other stuff, all that shit was in action about a fender bender. We speak the names of those that were slayed by cops recently, but nobody is talking about the trans man that was killed by a cop recently. Uh-huh. His name gets pushed down to the bottom. And I think that people don't realize that the reason why we as queer people even get in this space is because we are treat we are we're constantly other. Constantly other. Consistently. You know, while we never and I won't say all of us because everybody's situation is different, but for the most part, as black queer people, we're always on the front lines for the movement of black people. But when it comes to our lives as queer black people, there becomes this invisible caveat that people like to try to slide in there. I'm not getting behind no faggot. I'm not dealing with no dykes. I'm not dealing with no trannies, all that shit. That's not cool. You know, and then we get into these social media battles and discussions and people try to tell us or pigeonhole us into a conversation that doesn't even need to be had. Just put it out there. I shouldn't have to have a conversation with anybody about what do I identify as first, black or gay? Because what people don't realize is that as a black gay man, 
Hello. I have, and before I go into this, I want to say this. I get really tired of the oppression Olympics. I really do. <laughs> we are all oppressed in mm. many different ways, shades, and facets. We don't have to put it on the table and say whose oppression is worse. If we're all suffering, we're all suffering. But if you want to go there as a black man, yes, I am in danger of being slaughtered and killed and um, you know, people are prejudiced towards me because of the color of my skin. But there are cities and states where if someone even thinks that I'm gay, I can lose my job. If someone thinks I'm gay, I can lose my children. Like, so here we are in another space and I say, these are the ways that, these are the ways that I'm oppressed that you as a cisgender black man and or woman don't have to deal with. You don't have to deal with that. I do. But why do we have to do this pissing party about that? Why can't we all support each other as black people because all of us are black? Yeah, exactly. You did what I'm saying? That's the right way to do it. Yeah, I just don't, I I don't, it's just silly to me. It's silly to me. But it's like, if you can't like see that we are all in this battle together and you would choose to turn the blind eyes to my life because you don't agree with the way that I love, that's creating more division. And we will never get to where and what we want out of this movement if we cannot realize that all black lives matter, not just all the straight ones. Okay. You dig what I'm saying? I, I, this, this, and again, I, I can't stress enough that it's shameful that we even have to have this type of conversation. You know, um, with people not knowing, as Lonnie pointed out, the history of the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of them were queer people. Then there's that. In a, in a technicality, if we're going to do this pissing party again, bitch, we, black LGBT people, started this movement. Let's also take a, take a stare a little bit away from it. This is, first of all, this is also Gay Pride Month. If you know the history of black gay pride, I mean, excuse me, gay pride in general, it started with a riot that was similar to this. That was started by a black trans woman. Literally. A black trans woman a black trans woman of color started that. Literally got us gay rights. rights, And the reason we celebrate gay pride came from black people. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. The um, Stonewall riots. The Stonewall riots was what started gay pride. Literally the pride parades. If you ever get the chance, um, there is a documentary. I don't know if it's still on Netflix about Marsha P. Johnson. It is, because I, d- I downloaded it. Okay. You should check it out, and you'll learn all about that. Thank you for the heads up. No problem. But yeah, I just, you know, we got to do better. All of us have to do better. And I'm yeah, not just do. talking about straight people. I'm talking about us, too, uh-huh. as queer people. Uh-huh. We got a lot of shit that we need to tighten yeah. up, too. It's true, you know? but... 
I also think that um other black folks that look down on you know the LGBTQ community, and I mean that's another form of systematic oppression as well. If you really yes, think about it, if you really think about it, it's another form of that because we've been trained to look down on these kind of people all our lives based on these corporations and systems. You know, this changing this come about rapidly. It took time, you know, it took time for people to be of that part to get in these businesses and, and, and shake things up. But back to the systematic oppression of it is that we're trained. We're talking about Black Lives Matter and fighting for our rights and equality against whites. Yeah, I mean, they've implemented that into another thing that we have to focus on, that we have to do better as people to realize, yeah, it doesn't matter what gender or sex that we prefer. If we're Black, we have to stick together through this because if we don't, at the end of the day, we're not going to make it anywhere. And that just goes to show the separation and divide that's still within our community that these white folks continue to exploit for years. For years. Yeah. We can't see any better and, you know, try to turn a blind eye to somebody that's, okay, they're Black, but they're LGBTQ community. So I'm really not going to stand for them or be negative. Like, it's just nowhere in this time. It doesn't matter or what gender, I mean, what gender or sex we like, we have to stick together in this time because at the end of the day, if we don't, they will use that to tear us down as we've been doing for time and time and time over again. Absolutely. How are we feeling about the cops that are deciding they want to take the knee at these protests? I think some of that's just for show. You know, I think some of them is probably genuine, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? But I think. Some of them do it for show, and some of them do it because they rather, you know, just do it to show. But at the end of the day, they still get orders, right? They still take orders from the lieutenants, surgeons, and, you know, whoever else, the commissioners. So you think if their commissioner tells them to still target Latino and Black people, they're not going to do that just because they took that knee? Let's not go for the okie doke. We've been calling for that for years. That's why we're in the same position that we've been in. They continue to show a little bit of empathy. And then after a while, that goes out the window and things go back to how it is when it calms down. And they've shown enough empathy to calm us down. And this time around, we can't take that. We have to push forward and it has to be consistent and beneficial to our cause. Black Lives Matter. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with it. I like I saw the video of Kiki Palmer talking to the police. Okay. Um if you saw the one in Los Angeles when she showed up and wanted to protest. I don't see that. And she said basically like she basically told like I don't want you to do that. I want you to march with us. Right. Like a lot of cops most some cops are marching with them. Opposed to just like making sure the people protest. No. There's some cops that are marching with them. And even there was one video where it was a protest and I don't know if you guys saw it, the dude was on what was military. Oh, and they were chanting on Black Man Proud. He was doing it too. He was doing it too. And, a lot, and he actually responded on Twitter when someone put it up and then he found a video. He said, I'm black before I'm anything else. So, <laughs> contrary to belief, I'm for you, not against you. But I don't like the political stunt. That's cute and all. That's nice. But at the end of the day, at the end, at the end of it, you still can have the same situation happen to you. Exactly. How are we feeling about these celebrities that are 
and their feelings about everything that's going on. Some people that are more concerned about their businesses opposed to the message. I feel like there's coons within our culture that we're not calling coons as well. Because at the end of the day, it don't matter what position you're in or what walk of, you know, the entertainment industry you're in. You can be an actor, be a rapper, you can be a basketball player, you can be somebody on the news. It, it doesn't matter. If you're black and you're not, I'm not saying everybody has to show the empathy or say something Black Lives Matter, but those people that are in positions and have those platforms, yeah, they should be more vocal about things that are going right going on right now if they're part of our culture. You know what I'm saying? Don't, like, we've put these people on these pedestals that we have for years and put them into position that they have by going to their concerts, supporting their music, their merchandise and everything. And some of them have not said nothing to date. That's, that's, that's a bit disgraceful to me. And that shows you who they are. You got rappers on Instagram, Gucci suits and, and party and all that, you know, down South and all that right now. It's just like, yo, y'all not saying nothing about this, bro. You're going to get stopped. Like, you can get stopped and pulled over right now in this time, just like everybody else. And that cop won't hesitate to make an example out of you. But you want Instagram still flexing the money. I got more money than like, like this is what's wrong with our culture. It's twofold. You know, these white people have made a friggin' fortune off our culture for years. These rappers, these singers, and these artists in these positions on these labels, and they're still slaves as well. That's why some of them is not saying anything because if they say something against what's going on, they speak out, you know, they have stuff to lose. So I feel like because, because some of them have stuff to lose that they're not going to speak out. And the ones that don't have anything to lose and are independently owned should be speaking out. And the ones that are not doing that, then that tells you who they really are. Disagree? I don't know. Um, I'm learning that I really don't care to hear from celebrities. <laughs> because while I understand that the impact that some of their platforms can have on the movement, if you're not going to actually do something, then I prefer you not say anything at all. Because a lot of them are, again, making missteps and taking off their masks, too. You know, when people show that they're more concerned about malls and shit being torn down, businesses <laughs> being torn down. Let me pause real quick for that one. Shakana, let's have that conversation, because I'm glad you just said malls. Shakana Joe, um, if we're not familiar with her, she is a friend to Tiny Harris, who's married to T.I. She's been on a few reality shows, and she's also on Love Hip Hop um, Atlanta. So, I'm familiar. That's fine. Um, she's more forgettable than a forget-me-not at this point. So, she jumped on Instagram back when she found out that they were starting to lose Lennox um, Mall. If you're familiar with Atlanta, you know where Lennox is. Now, first of all, if you know your history of her, her first of all crying, Gucci ain't did that to y'all. Gucci was under fire last year for selling 
a blackface sweater. You're crying over Gucci. You're really crying over Gucci. Oh. A Gucci brand that has literally showed they do not care at all. And you're crying over Gucci. Twerking for Birkin. I need to understand this. Again, but it, it, all of that. They cut all the hustles back serious. to the conditioning that we've had over centuries to value monetary things. But and, that they show us time and time again. And they don't care. But, yeah, but it, you know, uh, again, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's like all these brands, like, it's funny, because June is only the month that you see a bunch of stores pushing their, um, they get, like, of course, they get their pride material. Now, all of a sudden, all of them have statements of Black Lives Matter. Yeah, everybody's... All of a sudden, everybody has a statement for Black Lives Matter. It's the new cool. Yeah. It's the new cool. Yeah. It's the new cool for the, the, I'm sorry, for the organizations and the companies to do. It's a good PR tactic. I mean, nobody's opened their purse more than um, the Jordan brand with donating a hundred million. My question is: Years. <laughs> I know some of them outline the actual charities that they donated to their donations, but exactly why? Are we donating money? Which I know most of this for the actual protesters to get out of prison, which at this point they are more than enough. But where's the money going? Where is it going? I'd love to know. Everyone has donated, but only a few have specified we're donating to get protesters out of prison. The actual cost for George Floyd's funeral was completely covered by Floyd Mayweather. Like, he paid for everything. His family is receiving millions from GoFundMe at this point. Where is the money going again? Yes. That's a valid question. Where is it going? I would love to know. Do you you know? I don't know. Where is the money going? I got no idea. Because at this point, wherever it's going, they are millionaires. But... And not to mention, you have a few celebrities, which we all know, the ones that we talk about. They will do things behind the scenes and they don't want the press for it. That's why some people, I'm like, I'm not even worried. I know something's happening. But you have some people that were just so gun ho Oh, <laughs> gee, I'm glad you're here. You know, gee is a sports man here. You know, you like sports. Of course. Uh, how do you feel about the, end of the NFL releasing that statement? Well, one in particular, Roger Goodell is a phony. He's the commissioner of NFL, right? I think right. that is phony as well because if you really feel that way, you could have done something a long time ago to change the people's opinion. Put that man back in the NFL and give him his job back. But you haven't done that yet. Why? Because majority of the owners in the NFL are whites, Right. And white racist. White racist, to be clear, to be exact. Thank you. Right? So at the end of the day, he's the commissioner, but 
there's certain things he can't do without a vote from them, right? So if you think the majority and the percentage of these owners in the NFL are quite racist, you think they're going to allow you to do something that they all condemn? No. At, at some point in time, it may come when he gets his job back and it'll be a fight. You know, maybe after this he'll get his job back, but they don't want him back in the NFL because those owners, down to the coaches, the players, well, not the players, but some of those coaches on the training staff and all those other, you know, professionals that they have working on that team feel the same way that they do about that flag. And we don't because NFL is another system of systematic oppression. They benefit and make a whole bunch of money off of who? Us, black Americans. Uh Make it interesting as is. You know what I'm saying? Everybody watches it, but there's a lot of black athletes in the NFL that make the NFL into money at the end of the day. But his statement, I just think it's a whole phony statement. Like, I don't even care for it. I read it, but I don't care for it because why at this time you're making a video? You should have been one of the first companies or organizations out there doing that. Don't wait for all these companies to do it and you want to fall in line now. No, you could have made a statement a long time ago by giving Captain back his job. Simple. Very simple. Very. I just looked, and it was like a complete, even, I think his girlfriend even said, so does that mean that you're going to be willing to give this man his job back? Exactly. Because he literally was about protesting when he lost everything. On a professional standpoint, he lost everything. And they will not let him back into the actual league now. There's so many layers to this. So many layers. So many statements. Um, I don't know if you guys know, um, especially a lot of companies are now pushing black-owned businesses, which is a plus for a lot of people. A lot of corporations are pushing it, like, Uber Eats is pushing black-owned businesses like to the point they get free delivery if you order from black-owned business. Um, oh, I know that's where some of the money is going. Some of it, probably. What happened? I said that's where some of that money is going. So it's like there's a lot of things that are being done. A lot of cor- corporations saying certain things. What else did I have in regards to this whole topic? I'm trying to think. Did I cover everything? I kind of did. Yeah. I did. Friend, I covered all of it. You did. All right. That was a pretty heavy <laughs> thread. Real quick. I had this post that I was going to put up um, a few days ago, right? But it's going back to the Chicana thing, the Gucci situation, and her comment about don't bring on the Gucci story. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So, But this is what I'm saying. Like, these rappers, they're, they're slaves to these masters, these Jewish owners that own these record labels. They're slaves to them as well. So that's why they can't really give their perspective and their opinion on that. Because this is what I said. These rappers, they really be clowns because you're out here wearing the Gucci head to toe. But did you forget about the blackface thing just mm. a little a year ago? And you're still supporting them. And you have, like, my thing was with Shekana. Did you forget about that? Did you she forget did. about the situation? Like, you completely forgot about that, and you're going to make this comment about Gucci. Who cares about the Gucci store right now? Like, nobody. Nobody what cares about the Gucci. But basically, that was the point. You know what I'm saying? These rappers, they're still in head-to-toe Gucci and showing off their Gucci belt. Oh, I'm head-to-toe. Like, fans, 
don't don't you care about what's happening right now? No, or you just care about making money because at the end of the day, you one of us. Whatever they're doing to us, the people that are not on your status or celebrity a list status, it can be done to you as well. Your money don't make you no different. Maybe you can afford a better lawyer than us, but that's about it. Your money don't make you no different. And then there's that. Um, that's all I want. I care to talk about. Let's say that. Right. <laughs> that's all I care to talk about. Um, as we close out, we normally like to go on ahead and give our mental health tip of the week. Um, G, would you like to start? I'm sorry. Can you say it again? We normally close out by giving a mental health tip for the week. Would you like to start us off? Come back to me. Of course. Marlon. Um, be kind to yourself. Mm, come on, talk about it. Be kind to yourself. This world has literally <sighs> turned upside down. For real. Like, a lot of us don't know whether we're coming or going these days. Um, and I just, it is very, very important for all of us to be kind to ourselves. And when I say that, and what I mean by that is, um, little trivial shit that we go through on a day-to-day basis, it's really not important right now. Um, I hear a lot of people, like, getting down on themselves about... Oh, I picked up this COVID weight, sure. eating too much. Oh, you know, we're, we're worried about a lot of things that you just, it's really not, it's not necessary. It's not that important. Be uh, kind to yourself. We deserve to breathe. We deserve to live and create your own pockets of sunshine and all of this darkness. Be nice to yourself. Yes. I would have to say, um, as someone that is an empath, it's hard to not feel like one's emotions or feel the emotions of others. So the easiest thing I could tell someone, well, say is, first of all, go back to meditation. Secondly, and most importantly, and I think this is my actual mental health tip for the week, disconnect. With everything that's going on, it is very hard to do that. Yes. But it's time for us, some of us to just, even if it's a day away from it, to find something else to focus on or do. Yes. Disconnect. It's okay. No one's going to shun you or shame you. The other day, I literally made it my point to avoid Instagram and Twitter at all costs. Because I'm just like, I can't emotionally deal with any more of this. Right. Like, I've seen and I've heard enough. I'm like, I need a minute. Just just a day. Act like this is like though I know what's going on, just in my mind, mind fuck myself like this isn't happening. Yeah. It's okay. No one's gonna shame you if it's a lot. Disconnect. Mm-hmm. And now we're back to you. <laughs> oh. uh, mental tip of going into the week is to um basically in the grand scheme of things, life's about perspective. You understand? So it doesn't matter 
what side of the team you're on at the end of the day, you have to understand that, you know, unity is something that's needed within the world. If you don't have that, then we'll continue to live under these same conditions for as long as possible. But we as people need to grab a hold of perspective what's in front of us to define it, what it is and what it's not and act on that. And if we do that better, I think we can definitely make a change. And, you know, and we can live better as people once we understand. I'm saying like, it's about playing nice in the sandbox, but at the end of the day, what do we get out of, you know, being divided? So we have to love one another, like Marlon said, be kind. And like you said, and sometimes we have to disconnect. But in my terms, I'll say reset and reboot. You understand? Because we need that. And if we don't reset and reboot, then we want to be going down the wrong path that we can possibly or potentially go down for a long period of time. And if we take that time to reset and reboot, we can avoid that path. You know, clearly, if we take different perspectives in, and put them together and understand what's the bigger point that they're fighting for. Take it. Yes. G, thank you so much for taking time out of your also busy schedule. <laughs> to be here with I got to get on a flight tomorrow to go to the cinema. So yeah, I mean, I guess. Oh, wow. Where can the people find you? People can find me. Meaning social media wise. <laughs> well, they can find me at Cash and King Los. Instagram. That's two underscores, and that's passion without the G. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, and we Thank will you see for having me. Appreciate You're it. welcome. You're Thanks. welcome. And with that being said, that's the end of this emotional roller coaster. All right, it was good meeting you, bro. Take care for the next. Like, right. peace. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>